Hi guys, I'm the Impaired Grappler and welcome to my podcast. Today we have the number one dream podcast guest on my list of um, dream guests. So we have Grandmaster Hicks and Gracie. So I'm very uh, glad and honoured that he agreed to allow me the privilege of interviewing him. So thank you very much, Grandmaster Hickson. So yeah, we covered stuff like uh, growing up with Pedro Sauer, uh, breathing concepts for beginners, um, his views on learning and teaching um, and becoming the victor instead of the victim, um, how he learns from people from other fields as well as not just jiu-jitsu, um, his thoughts on Cron Gracie's latest fights and Damian Myers latest fights as well. Um, we also covered his evolution in jiu-jitsu philosophy, uh, Finding Order in Times of Chaos, uh, Dead End Paths in Jiu-Jitsu, and the latest uh, in the Jiu-Jitsu Global Federation, including the Hickson Cup. So hope you guys enjoy, and let me know what you think. Like, subscribe, and share, and also check out my website, a new blog, and we'll catch you later. Us. Hi guys, I'm the Impaired Grappler, welcome to my podcast. Today's guest is a very special guest, and Grandmaster... Newly anointed Grandmaster Hicks and Gracie, so uh, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for thanks for doing it. My pleasure, my brother. Thanks for uh, letting me do this. It's a it's an honor. Thank um, you. Yeah. So like our our mutual friend Pedro Sauer, who he's the reason why you gave me my purple belt last year, um, and yeah, that that just changed my life. So I just wanted to thank you, and and yeah, it gave me confidence that I never had before, and yeah. Thank, I believe there's no lucky involved, so you yeah. deserve it. Congratulations, my brother. And That's thank you. It's one more step towards the black belt. That's it. Where That's you belong it. Yeah. in the future. Might take me longer, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, planning That's on getting it. there. Um, so I just want to touch on um, Pedro Sauer as a kid. And like you, you guys growing up, he, he used to always tell little stories how he was a wild kid. And uh, when, when you first took him to the gym, he used to, uh, he used to get smashed for the first year by all the, all the brothers and... Yes. Everyone in there, so yeah, I just want you to uh, sort of touch on the uh, growing up with, with yes. Pedro. And yeah, my relationship with Pedro transcends Jiu Jitsu because we met each other even before he started training, and we are friends from the street and uh, partying together, doing things like every, every kid does. And he was a very very skinny, very uh, has a very fragile frame. He's never been strong, and but he always had this kind of spirit of a warrior spirit, mm -hmm. and it was a great great thing for him to start to learn jiu-jitsu because he could improve in his essence as a warrior with the the elements of techniques which can be done from jiu-jitsu. So he felt like much better since he started learning. Mm. And he's a, a completely reference for us in terms of what Jiu-Jitsu can do for, for you know, increasing all the elements, all the positive yeah. elements in the human being. So Pedro today is a very, is a great professor. He's a guy who is living by the Jiu-Jitsu. He's one of the nicest guys you'll make now. Yes, and it's beautiful, man, mm. to see not only him, but Jiu-Jitsu being touched positively so many people. And, I'm very happy and proud of this. Yeah, it's a powerful art. 
Um, so could you touch on like you're famous for your breathing techniques and sort of the importance of breathing and like someone a protocol for someone just get starting to get into the breath work? Of course. Yeah. Uh, I well, mean, jiu-jitsu and, and and also just general life as well. Yeah. Overall, since we're born, we learn how to breathe based on a little tap on the butt and stuff. But if you don't study, if you don't practice breathing exercises, you're never going to grasp the idea of what is moving the diaphragmatic muscle, the diaphragm, mm. and increasing the air capacity by bringing the air to the lungs, to the real back part of the lungs. Normally, breathe is more like here, and, and you're still able to handle... Like a panic breath. Yeah, it's like short, it's like, it's not intentionally, but if you don't move the diaphragm, you don't grasp what is a full breath. Mm. So by learning yoga or, or singing or diving, you start to understand better the diaphragmatic motion and how this makes a, a complete uh, capacity of your lungs. And from that, from that point, if you start to understand the motion, of breathing can be help you to relax, can be help you to hyperventilate and become more energetic, can be can be applicable for your focus. Mm. So breathing is a very important fuel for us, maybe the most important, and 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 definitely by learning to 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 use the mechanism, you bring your your yourself for a different level to control emotions, to become very much connected with the yourself mm. so maybe the second most important thing in my life is breathing yeah well that's it well, yeah well, so i spent some time at the steve maxwell and he used to say well you need to breathe every every few minutes otherwise yes. you die yes you know you can go without food for a month or without water for a week or have however long but like without air you, yes. you can't last so that's it it's very important and it's neglected in most sports like, yes yeah. um so uh People around the world consider you as like their archetypal hero, like when they think of like um, their own fantasies or what they aspire to be, like in terms of if, if they're dreaming they're going to be martial artists, oh, Hicks and Gracie's like at the top. And, um, what, what advice would you give for people uh, to incorporate some of your teachings to basically become the victor of their life rather than being the victim? I think, I think, you know, I, I'm blessed to be born in the family I've been and be introduced to Jiu-Jitsu as early age that I, the way I am. And I, I'm gifted because even though my brother's training the same, we all did the same patterns and, and everything the same. In a very early age, I feel like I was exceptionally good in the practice. And that's not something I... I decided, it's not something I choose. It's just something I could not, I mean, deny and I was good. And that kind of vision and, and, and practice and, and, and comfortable to, 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 to do whatever I do, make me feel more confident, builds my, my character. And then at one point I felt like I had to not only develop with the sport the way I've been doing and seeking for best ways, because my father always told me to find technical solutions for the problem. And, mm. and even though I was physically normal and athlete and competitor, I never tried to resolve the matters by my own personal abilities and strength and, 
and 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 and, and power and everything. So I always try to be technical and finding that road a very a very appealing road for myself. I start to share and develop technical elements to to fulfill not only my needs but my weaker students' needs. Mm. So becomes a great journey because since I I begin as a teacher, I start to feel like jiu-jitsu being a great tool not only to my development but to help other people to achieve their their powerful uh, inner peace. You know, and, and, and achieving through the concepts like distrib weight distribution, strategy, timing, leverage, uh, connection. Those concepts, they, they, they bring in those concepts to life and become much better person. So okay. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, well, talking about teaching, is teaching, um, you know, from teaching your kids to teaching your highest level black belt, has that helped you understand jiu-jitsu as well as like at a deeper level and also understand your teachers a bit better? Of course, more you teach, more you learn. Because especially if you teach somebody who's good, you cannot come up with, with uh, fake positions or weak positions. Mm. So in order for you to, to, to really bring something, something effective and strong, you have to be sure about what you say and you have to follow the pattern of evolutionary process because the fighters from... 10 years ago, they're not good as the fighters today because they just keep training and keep having the same problems for longer. Mm. So, and then their solutions come. So, in my process of teaching, I always take advantage and always make myself be more comfortable and more confident about the teachings. And it's good for me as a teacher too. So, it's a win-win okay. situation. Cool. <laughs> so, what lessons have you learned from teachers in other, or masters in other martial arts, or even other fields outside? I'm sorry? Uh, other, what have you learned from people in um, other martial artists from different martial arts, not jiu-jitsu, or, or, or even different masters in yoga? Or I, keep, I keep my mind open, because in my concept, the mind just works if it's open, like a parachute. Mm. You, you, if you have closed mind on top of any subject, you become close-minded and you, you thinking in a box. So I, I use all the elements I could use to make my jiu-jitsu more effective, either through breathing, either through meditation, either through striking techniques, either whatever is, is there to make me feel more confident about my representation to the sport and my beliefs I could handle any situation. I mean, anything can give me a good advice even a, a coronel from a place we used to teach for special forces, he was not a, he's never a fighter. Hmm. But he told me something once very interesting. So the, the advantage is always in the offense. Hmm. So if you feel like something going to happen, be aggressive at first. This is a, an advantage, is, a, is advice which can be very important in some times, you know, in, in some, some options. So, Elements of strategy or, or, or warfare or techniques or, or inner peace, all those are, are building from daily basis and you have to keep your mind open to get whatever you need yeah. to, to grow. Okay. Cool. Um, so we just talk about Kron Gracie yes. from um, like his martial arts, uh, his MMA career. He was um, 
the last match or two where he pulled guard yes. um, in that situation. Um, so can you talk about when it's right to pull, pull guard um, and then when you compare it to, I don't know if you saw the last Damian Meyer fight where he couldn't take down Tyron Woodley, yeah. um, but he didn't pull guard. Do you think that something like that would have been an option? I think it was supposed to be the, the, the plan B for, for Damian. Hmm. Because the way I see it is grappling, jiu-jitsu is is a great is a great tool for you to get advantage on the on the entanglement, on the grappling aspect. Mm -hmm. So you have submissions, you have positions to be comfortable. Yeah. But you have to achieve that level. You have to get there. If you don't, if you're not able to get into the distance to the grappling, mm -hmm. you're always gonna be wishing to be there. So with Kron, for example, he in his last fight we got a guy who is a top-notch, very good level of fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started first proving himself. He he can do a dirty box mm -hmm. with the guy and stood up with him. It's very impressive. Yeah, and he's just feel calm because if you're not training, if you're not comfortable in the, in the especially in the MMA today, if you're only thinking about jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. as your savior, you're deadly wrong. Today MMA. The boxers know how to grapple. The wrestlers, they know how to submit and strike. So it's a mix martial mm -hmm. arts, which cannot put a, a one single style to get mm -hmm. advantage. So if the guy especially just- Especially with the rules. Especially with the, exactly. So the idea of having the jiu-jitsu as a core, as a foundation of our sport, I think is great. But Kron adds to that the modern aspect of training very hard physically, and cut weight for fights, which seems something I never did, mm. and, and be focused on the striking aspect to not only be able to handle, but to feel comfortable with all the details involved in order to... So he grows as a fighter in the, in the rules for MMA into the, the physicality of the MMA, because now it's like a sprinting. Mm. Five minutes of going out. So, he developed, he's, he's a better fighter today for MMA than I was because he's more approachable for the, the, the new rules, yeah. which give him just a short period of time, weight division is the same, and so on. So with that approach, he showed the guy he could stand up with the guy forever, but he has to take the fight to the ground. And different than an average competition guard, which doesn't have that kind of pressure, the self-defense pressure, Kron will use a valetudo guard, which from point one, bringing discomfort to the opponent, taking the guy off the positions and, and angles to hit. So that complete idea of using the guard efficiently in the MMA world is not something which the whole jiu-jitsu family is familiar now. The approach of a jiu-jitsu competition, the approach of advantage, the approach of stalling positions, take from, take from 90% of the practitioners in jiu-jitsu the sense of using guard for real matters, mm. you know? So that's why I feel like it's a, a very important for us to restore jiu-jitsu in a way to give more sensibility to the practitioner, how important it is to training but always with the possibility you could be fighting in that position. Mm. You could be exchanging punches and blows. Yes. So with that in mind, you're never going to keep yourself overexposed. You're never going to keep light your guard. And you're going to be always have a guard as a weapon to be used. Mm. So Kron did great 
not only in the first round when he pulled the guy to the guard first time and give him a hard time and the guy was saving by the bell. And then in the second round, 15 seconds into the round, Kron already had the guy into the guard. And from that, he escalates pressure and, and went to his back and, and able to submit in a very precise way. So I'm very proud of his work. But knowing he has to do a mission into the guard, which is very, very much a pattern for us, but is very much unrecognized for many jiu-jitsu practitioners. So we have to bring this back for our community. Bring it back. Yeah, it's like there's been a, there's been a resurgence of the self-defense around yes. the world by yes. jiu-jitsu. Yes. And in regard to Damien, I spoke with him after the fight, and he said he has tried to bring the guy to the guard and try to do what's the plan B for him too, but unfortunately he could not make it happen. Mm. But in a, in a, you know, was, was a couple just of times where his fingers got caught in the yes, in a, and, and in from from point one when he tried to go to the legs mm. and the guy punched him on the eye. Yeah, yeah that first, first. So he's supposed to be like, I don't want to go because the guy was a brick, mm. professional wrestler, impossible to put him down. Mm. So, but on the other hand, if he entangled in the top and bringing the guy to the guard and make it happen, I feel like that's where the chance was missing. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe it got stunned a bit with that first punch. Maybe, you, yes. You never know. Um, so when you look back at your life, the different eras or like at different points, different ages that you, um, what, what philosophies did you have like as a child and teenage years and growing up with regards to jiu-jitsu? As from younger to today, the difference? Um, I say, first of all, was, you know, in my early age, I see, I started competing with six years old. And then at the time I was 10 or 11, I, I was feeling like I was on top of the world. I win everything, happy and, and, and feeling like I have the talent to compete. And then, you know, like up to 16, 17 years old, it's all about my ego. The girls, the, the, the notice, oh, look, he's him, he's good. And after I established myself in my heart as a good fighter, I start to put attention in myself as a teacher because I feel like it's a very important balance to be at service. And my father always told me the best thing for us as a jiu-jitsu practitioners is to feed people with they need to become strong. Mm. So with this in mind, all the students I have, I always try to recognize them, what they really need from me. Was not, I don't want to make them like me, but I want to help them and feeding them with the whatever they need. Sometimes the guy is not a fighter, but he just want to protect mm -hmm. himself or whatever. So this gives me a very sense of, of, a good balanced sense of service and being, you know, allowing myself to represent something in a bigger spectrum. And after that, I start to see like my evolutionary process as a fighter and become more responsible to in a representation of the family. And the, I, I was the one who represented the sport. So the responsibility was bigger. My mission was bigger. And I, as, a, as a instructor, I feel like I could empower a lot of people. It's like having something like a, a special, uh, a special, you know, source of, 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 you know, positiveness and strength. Mm. So I was able to feed people with that knowledge and that beneficial aspect. And that's kind of make me feel like in heaven because I was able to really be active in the supporting people in their yeah, needs yeah, and, and also feeling myself like representing at the highest level. Mm. 
And I feel like this is, I mean, could not be better than this. Okay. Um, have, have you ever, uh, how have you found order in times of chaos, like the internal struggle, the good and evil within us, um, in the darkness versus the light? And I was wondering if you had any comments on that about the... Living in Brazil is very wild because... Mm. Anything can happen. It's very, you know, a lot of crime, a lot of misery, a lot of drugs, a lot of everything. No rules, no laws. Everything is like messy, you know? With that environment, you get exposed in a very early age to everything you can imagine. Uh, it's not something which people has no control in Brazil. And of course, I've been exposed to many friends and, and situations which you can call the dark side. Mm. And uh, I'm not no saint, no naive. I've been exposed to things. But maybe the backbone of my integrity coming from jiu-jitsu, because at one point, if I was overdue, overdoing and party or something, I said, well, man, I'm going too, too much here. I have to go back because I love to train, because I, I, you know, I'm a Gracie. So what kept me on track was the passion I had for jiu-jitsu, and the respect I have for my family and the love I have, you know, from my, my family. So love, respect, passion. I think all this was always keep me on the wrong side of the, the track, even though I've been exposed and I have many friends who already die for either drug overuse or crime. And But, you know, God keep me on the right side. <laughs> um, just one final question. Uh, are there any dead ends um, paths in Jiu-Jitsu? Like, um, is there any time where connection can fail us? Or I think I think that that ends is on the submissions. Beauty of jiu-jitsu is a weak guy, if he catches something, is that the end for the big guy. So that's what I'm in love for. If we know that ends, many that ends, I will not be happy because, you know, it will be a task, an impossible task. Mm. So the beauty is through leverage, through knowledge, through smoothness, you can get to the checkmate as the bigger guy coming with a blow or something. So we all have a chance in the world. Okay, cool. And the latest in the JJJF, the uh, JJJF. The latest for the JJJF? Oh, yeah. and, and the Hickson Cup that's coming up. Oh, as well. it's coming now, yes, 9 and 10 in September. And uh, we try to create a new reference for Jiu Jitsu community because definitely the rules, existent rules, are deficient. Yeah to taking out the dynamic of the fight, giving a lot of stalling. Mm. Some positions are based on interpretation, so takes the clear, transparent understanding of who's winning the fight. So we try to move that a little progressive, in a progressive way. In terms of self-defense, we want to bring uh, showcase the self-defense championship, which brings uh, a new, a new uh, avenue to people cross because some people don't like to compete mm. in jiu-jitsu but they will love to demonstrate because self-defense championship is nothing more than a choreography a demonstration of the techniques okay. so each like each member coming and then with his training partners they come and showcase different various okay. attacks so that's give them the sense of being show, active showcasing a live role yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. So they will be displaying that, mm -hmm. and based on that display, they will get points and the first, second, and third place of self-defense champion. So that will bring a new crowd for the mm -hmm. for our community and build a new interest in, 
interesting aspect for the practitioners just to become motivated. So, yeah, so. or well, hopefully it keeps people in jiu-jitsu longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> because, yeah, not everyone wants to compete. But. Yes. All right. Thanks a lot for Beautiful, my friend. It's always good to see you. Thank you. All the best, brother. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. All righty, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast with the Grandmaster. Yeah, it was a great honor and privilege. So thank you once again, Grandmaster Hicks and Gracie, for the great honor and privilege to be able to have a one-on-one conversation, uh, sit-down conversation. So yeah, it was a great honor and pleasure. And the reason I'm doing this podcast is thanks to inspiration um, in my life by people like the Grandmaster, as well as Professor Pedro Sauer and uh, Steve Maxwell um, and other people I follow like Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss and the like. So uh, because of all those um, influences in my life, uh, I'm trying to do something that I fear, which is public speaking. So I'm embracing that and trying to uh, do something I fear every day as much as I can. That's why I'm doing this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed and I hope you guys can take some uh, some life lessons from this podcast uh, with some inspiration or anything. So yeah, uh, be sure to like, subscribe and share and uh, check out my website and new blog as well in the links below. So uh, thanks once again to the Grandmaster. It was a great honor. So yeah, thanks guys and we'll catch you next time. Peace.